Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 32. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. By now you figured out that this is the Five-Year Mission podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Five Year Mission, the podcast where tonight we're going to be continuing the What Are Little Songs Made Of series. Tonight we're focusing on Space Seed and also for like the second time in just mere weeks, we're joined by all five band members. So Mike, Noah, (laughs) whose mic is clipping for some odd reason, even though it's so far away. (laughs) And Chris and a, and a Patrick with a with a silent guitar somehow. Just playing quietly. <laughs> oh, very quietly. So I'm not even picking up. It's the quietest. Oh, there we go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, now we're moving on to Space Seed, the uh, crowd pleasing song and the crowd pleasing episode. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, probably one of the more infamous episodes of the original series because they went on and made a whole damn movie about it i wonder if it would be such an iconic episode if it hadn't been for the reprise in the wrath of khan ricardo montalban obviously was a big star at the time and he went on to star in fantasy island i think it would have been iconic but i don't think it would have been what it is you know very true Probably not. It's not a bad episode. <laughs> I mean, after the impact of Wrath of Khan, I can't see it, you know, not being iconic. But uh, before that, I think it was probably just a solid, solid episode. Yeah. yeah. It really is kind of a standard episode. It's, you know, yeah. somebody's trying to take over the ship and they're thwarted. I mean, <laughs> it's like 50% of the original series. <laughs> I mean, they could have written, they could have done a taken any one-off episode and made a movie continuation of it, you know, and then it would be yeah. the iconic one that we'd be talking about instead of Space Seed. So. Yeah, very true. I feel like they set it up though at the end of the episode where they, you know, they maroon him on this planet. Yeah, if, it was kind of set up. I almost feel like if they had continued after season three, that eventually they would have gone back to that and oh yeah the the, the ending of that episode definitely had a very like to be continued vibe to it it's yeah like, go off in this planet uh if you survive cool if not yeah. that's that's on you superhuman yeah. which is interesting because i don't know that there are a lot of original series episodes that sort of leave leave that sort of we might come back to this yeah. most of them are wrapped up in a pretty tidy package yeah well i mean the original series was very episodic i mean they didn't have any serialized episodes except for i mean if you count two part episodes yeah yeah so which was which was essentially just like a glorified clip show so (laughs) yeah a clip show Um, for a show that never aired yeah right (laughs) it really did lend itself to the continuation so that is what part of why it's so iconic but there are also some pretty good, some pretty good bits in there. 
I mean, Ricardo, Mon- Ricardo Montalban. Montalban. Chews up the scenery pretty nicely. Um, his his little getting out of bed and doing his stretches, you know, that thing. <laughs> the weird Tai Chi stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some really good stuff in there. Uh, the the fight between Kirk and Khan is another Kirk fight scene, but I, I it's I think it's a pretty good one. Against a more formidable As, foe, you, I guess. You it say. is. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he's supposed, you know, Khan is supposed to be superhuman, really. Right. Mm-hmm. And and augmented. But, but yeah, you know, Kirk, like a double fist punch. Uh, he just, <laughs> you know, you can't get a, you can't get around that guy. <laughs> doesn't Khan crush something doesn't he like mm-hmm. smash something with his hand or just like fist yeah, like he does thing? yeah like a computer console or something like a monitor or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's, right. yeah that's like burned somewhere in, into my memory i do like there's a point at which you know Khan tries to subvert the entire crew he tries to take over he doesn't just try to take over the ship he tries to get the crew to go along with it so right. it's almost like he's trying to create, he's trying to build this mutiny mm-hmm. and nobody is on board for it. <laughs> like, no thanks. Well, with, with the exception of one, obviously. Oh, but she's not really, she wasn't really a crew member though, was she? She was... Lieutenant McIvers? Yeah, was she... She was she a was, ship's historian. Oh, was, yeah. that, was that who she, she was? Reported mm-hmm. for duty for the away team when she was called? That's, okay all right come on chris well you know for some reason i <laughs> chris does not care about this episode whatever we do he can't write the song yeah crap well, <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't by choice <laughs> was this a song that anybody was was clamoring for back back in the in, in the you know, i feel like it's one we all probably would have liked to have written yeah. I, I feel like Patrick wanted it. <laughs> I feel like when I got it, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then I watched it and I said, oh, okay. Wrath of Khan. Okay, I get it. <laughs> that makes this was, sense. This was back when I was kind of watching the series as I was writing songs. I don't think it was until a little bit later that I that I got ahead of it and watched episodes before we actually got to them. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny, what's funny is that um, this was still kind of in the early stages because, I mean, we just hopped right in with year one because you guys had already had all the songs written for year one. And I was just like borrowing the DVDs. This was like before I had like Netflix, but I was just borrowing the DVDs. And so I hadn't been watch- been able to just watch the episodes at any point that I wanted to. And so when we first started doing Space Seed, uh, I didn't quite understand all the lyrics just because I was like, I didn't, I, I hadn't seen the episode that many times at that point. I mean, obviously now I've surpassed the amount of viewings than probably all you guys. Well, maybe with the exception of Mike, but yeah, when I would like, I never knew what the the chorus meant. I was like, what is this? Thing? What is this? What is this Noonian sing? <laughs> what is it what is he doing and singing uh, and sing i was like Wait, what? <laughs> and then i was like oh yeah i'm an idiot <laughs> uh, it goes without saying well d- hey 
<laughs> now when after we because i guess this was when we were still choosing did, did, did we choose all these for from a hat for, for year two yeah okay. yeah but we didn't have the system down yet uh, right we didn't have yeah, all the we, everything we, down yeah we put all 16 in it at once yeah yeah oh yeah. that's right yeah and then we had a trade around i can't remember was that did we do that at noah's or was that one what we did that we did a uh, uh like Starbase Indy or something. I think this one we did at Noah's. Oh yeah, this was, was that, definitely Noah's. This is yeah. the one we did in the in the urn. I think. The urn. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Before 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 the Gorn mask. I think this might have been the first one I picked. Possibly, as I recall, I, I think it was because if we did all sixteen together at the same time, I think this was the first one I picked, and. And actually, I did know what it was before I watched it because I think when I I picked it, I was like, I don't know what this is. And I think Mike probably said, that's, that's the con episode. And I was like, oh, cool. So yeah. I think I was looking forward to getting into it. But also just like, you know, when you pull City on the Edge of Forever, you know, you just mm -hmm. worry a little bit because people are, this is one that people are going to be waiting for, you know? Right. It's It's not like... You know, a lot of Troyes where no one cares. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because like this being on year two, you pulled like two really iconic episodes for for this album. Having no idea that I pulled two iconic episodes for the <laughs> <an> album, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah, this was very early stages. I mean, like pretty much yeah. right after we re we released year one, we started working on year two. Yeah, and so yeah, you you drew. Let's see. Squire of Goss, uh, Court Martial, Space Seed, and City on the Edge of Forever. So it's like, I mean, I guess Squire has become a little more iconic over the years because of the whole uh, Q, uh, the whole Q possibility thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, uh, you got th three, three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> Wrote a country song for Court Martial. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you brought in, um, when you brought in Space Seed, I remember that one was, I don't know how long it took you to write or if it came quickly, but it seemed very instant. Like it seemed like you just had it. Uh, whereas City on the Edge of Forever, I remember you worked on and worked on and worked on. Oh, it yeah. Well, yeah, because it seems like City it came really like the running quickly. joke. Yeah. I think Sp Space Seed, in fact, I, ha I have my notes right here. I think Space Seed. Space Seed was the second one that I... Oh, no, I, I did Squire first. I did them in order. I did Squire, then Court Martial, and then Space Seed, and then City. You and did my air date. <laughs> yeah, I did. In um, City, I was just... I just got way too much in my head about that one. I was really, really worried that it wasn't going to be good enough, and we'll talk about that when we do City on the Edge of Forever. But... <laughs> Space Seed, I, I felt, I always felt as, as good and iconic as The Wrath of Khan is, I always feel like just being Ricardo Montalban, the Khan character, is very almost overdone. You know, I mean, it's yeah. very, it's very cartoonish in a lot of ways. And so I think that helped because I could write something that wasn't so serious like City on the Edge of Forever. And that, that just made it a lot easier. And Spacey did come along really quickly. It was a pretty, it was one of the easier ones to write, I think. See, and I think if I had 
had Space Seed, I would have been inclined to write a, a darker tone, you know, a more darker tone, serious, maybe a mm -hmm. heavier, badass kind of sounding song. <laughs> but I'm glad, but like, I, I can think of nothing else but what it currently is. Like, I, I think it's very fitting for it now, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's almost the whole con thing is, has become a, a humorous joke mm -hmm. almost, you know, and, and so having a little bit of a lighter air to the song with it, I think, I think it does match it well. And I think it's a little bit more of an appropriate fit than trying to do something heavier and darker and serious with it. I think it, it actually deserves a, a little bit of, a, of, of that sort of lighter tone. You can always do that heavy dark thing when we get to the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly the point I was going to make. In the Wrath of Khan, he's way darker than okay. he is in, in, in Space Seed. Well, uh, and so, uh, a, a lot of stuff has happened in that time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He, he said it's time to think. I mean, look at his hair. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> look at his chest. <laughs> Oof, man. In, in the earlier episodes, I started writing, I started, I'd watch an episode and I would take notes. And I have like three pages of notes on this one. Um, do, do you just well, save everything, Chris? <laughs> well, I have my my uh spiral notebooks and i just save those and it has all the all the notes i take in it um it also has the lyrics and and the you know the what i use to write the song um but at the top of the second page is the is his full name continuity and sing and when i wrote that up there it it's not like in the notes it's up at the top in like you know the a, an open section I was just thinking when I wrote that down, I was like, I have to use this somewhere. And so that was kind of the genesis. See what I did there? The genesis of, of where the, the chorus came from. And then when I started writing the song, I did, I wasn't really sure where to start. And I just, I came up with that all aboard the Botany Bay. And that just, everything else just came easy. It was like that first line made everything else fall in place. And this is one of those kind of tell the story songs where it's just kind of going through and talking about what happened in the episode. The synopsis. Yeah. And those are always a little bit easier to write. It's, you know, you don't want to do a step-by-step -step retelling. You want to put a little flair into it. Yeah. But it, it does make it easier to write. And, but that's just what felt right to me for the song. And, and I will, I will say, Chris, that's, I'll, I'll rephrase your statement. It's easier for, you to write <laughs> because for me writing like a start to finish chronological sort of what happened is incredibly difficult for me to do mm -hmm. it's way more work to do that than to come up with dwelling on some thematic thing <laughs> there. I, I actually have a much easier time writing the synopsis episode or the synopsis songs but i grew tired of doing that quickly um i know i've done that a few times but now i really try to avoid it because i just it just doesn't feel as interesting to me well you're and rehashing so, something that people have already seen in a lot of yeah too, so and i try to do it in a different way 
just to make it interesting. But, you know, the difference between taking, you know, going to, to a space seat and taking these pieces and putting them, putting them together in a different way and, you know, making them singable and fun is to me is not as creatively deep as going into say, you know, like Noah was talking about taking one character and I mean, even something as lighthearted as colder in Russia where, you know, it's almost tongue in cheek, but it's like looking at this one character and building something that you never would have seen before. You know what I mean? And I, I, I find that really interesting. The, you know, the first time I did that was with, um, balance of terror where I took these just very, these two characters that weren't really part of the episode and they're barely part of the episode and just building their story around. And so, you know, it just, it's just whatever comes up, you know, whatever comes out, that's what I do. It's a lot more fun to add to the lore than to just repeat it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think right. in the case of, of Khan, he, it had to be about him because of of what he is and to me it made sense to just glorify that by talking about the episode yeah yeah now why i made it lighthearted and goofy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the episode actually isn't really that serious most of it's kind of in, in like True. fun and enjoyable yeah well and uh I, you know, I was trying to think the chorus has the, um, you know, the repeated Kondunian sing. And on the first and third ones, I do that kind of high photo sing. I, you know, I have a tendency to repeat, <laughs> you know, City on the Edge of Forever <laughs> 30 times in a song. And I knew, like, I wanted to emphasize his name, and so I wanted to do it multiple times, but I didn't want it to be the same every time. And I don't really, I don't re remember if I did it in the demo or not, or if we did it, if we came up with it when we were practicing it. But um, doing that little falsetto thing was just like, I, I, I just latched onto it. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. And then I was so worried that it wasn't going to translate in like playing it live like no one would hear it because i couldn't sing it loud enough or like recording it it just wouldn't sound good because falsetto you never know what's gonna happen uh, but i think it turned out okay oh yeah uh, it, it, it totally works it works live works recorded oh yeah uh -oh. um yeah i don't remember how it was i'd probably have to go back and listen to the demo but i do remember when we first started working on it doing those chorus harmonies was a lot of fun and i think it really yeah. kind of came together during those rehearsals yeah, yeah, I think so too. I, I know that regardless of where it began, I definitely wasn't sold on it until we started working with it and can basically convince myself that it would actually work and we could, we could do it. I think that one, I think you actually played for us at practice rather than giving us the demo right away. And I think you weren't sure about it and all the rest of us were like, yeah, that's great. Let's use that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could we're, be. We're, we were very agreeable that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, another thing that I do in this, in this song for this episode is I tried to pick out um, quotes, which I do frequently. I try to pick out quotes from the episodes 
But this one, I definitely went for, especially at the end, you know, the, um, uh, what, what Spock says at the end about it being interesting, going back to see what, it, you know, what happened. And, you know, is when Khan says um, he'd rather uh, uh, rule in hell than, you know, serve in heaven, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought these were really like key elements of that character and that kind of, you know, the episode is like, it's, it's like a, a first part of a second of a double episode that never happened. And so I wanted to make sure I, I had that like cliffhanger, you know, yeah. cliffhanger quoted at the end of it too. Um, so, you know, I, I did, that's one of the reasons why I take these notes because then I can go back and when like, I'm terrible, Andy can sit here and quote things all day and I'm terrible at that. Like I never remember quotes verbatim ever. Like I can remember the gist sometimes <laughs> for a song. I want it to be exact and I can never remember it. So that's one of the reasons I take notes is so I can write these things down. And when something catches my ear, I'll just write it down. And if I don't use it, that's fine. But at least it's there in case I need it, you know, in case I'm like, what is, what was that they said? And then I don't have to go back and check. It's just, <laughs> I just have it written down already. Yeah. I do that. Well, the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was, I was about to say Patrick, because like the, the, for your song for tomorrow is yesterday. How many oh, yeah. people knew his <laughs> serial uh, number, serial number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to forget that one. <laughs> and, uh, when I take these notes, I, I have to, you know, scribble them down fast. And then, I, you know, I hit pause a bunch to give you an example. Um, one of these notes, it's when Kirk, when, when Khan is like trying to get everybody on his side, you know, when Kirk is locked up, he's trying to, he's talking to the crew. And my note is Khan speechifies and tries to recruit Scotty, Spock, McCoy, or her uh, and some random dude. So like, that's the kind of things that I have written. But down. not Chekhov, because he didn't meet Chekhov in the episode. That's a thing, isn't it? He didn't meet him in the episode, but then in, Con- yeah. in Wrath of Khan, he acts like he's seen yeah. him before. I remember you know, it's, a, it's yeah. a huge plot hole. Yeah. But, well, but, he was off screen, you know. I was, yeah, I was going right. to say, it's like, I always say, you know, you'll, you'll, you're watching something and it seems like something's happening, you know, at one, at one scene and two scenes later, it seems like there's this huge time jump and it's like, that's perfectly reason. You know, it's like movie time. That's what we're talking about. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's okay. You could have met Chekhov <laughs> elsewhere another time. What Noah? Yeah. Noah looks like he if we uh if we so if we do like redux versions on these songs if we do any redos and we do spacey then obviously whoever does it needs to write check off experience (laughs) beating con off screen i think you should write that one (laughs) you said it first now you got to do it all right start working on that noah (laughs) well we were just talking today and noah said that he had this he had several of these electronic songs that he put together and he like only one of them really went with the lyrics that he, that he'd written for another song. And so you have all those other ones that you can use. So there you go. I do. I've got some songs. Bust out another color in Russia. We'll be happy <laughs> there you go. about that. <laughs> It'll be the third part in the trilogy of the Apple colder in Russia and <laughs> spacey. <laughs> the Chekhov years. <laughs> 
I have very little memory of the recording of this song. I feel like it just went smoothly. It must have because I don't remember doing it. We also had on year two, there were a lot of um, songs that were kind of poured over and had lots of effects and things added. And this wasn't necessarily uh, yeah. one of them, except no, for the, the trumpet, of course. Except for the trumpet, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is one of the songs that I think we practiced a lot. And yeah. then by the time we got around to recording it, there wasn't a whole lot of things to do. We just needed to record it. Do it. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think Space Seed was the first song off of Year Two that we started playing live before we actually released Year Two, wasn't it? It was certainly one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I think, I think that tomorrow's tomorrow yesterday was, yesterday was an early one too. Yeah. I um, feel like we usually each one of us have a song that we play yeah. or we would start off with. Yeah. And uh, and tomorrow's yesterday was definitely early, and I think Space Seed was too. Yeah. But tomorrow's yesterday, Space Seed. I want to say. Uh, Galileo. Yep. Probably. And then also um probably uh, a tape. Or no, it was Aaron to Mercy, probably. Aaron to Mercy, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, those were like the first four that we started truly playing live, which I think probably translates onto the album pretty well. That they were like some of the some of the tighter mm -hmm. songs on the album. Yeah. And yeah. they were probably the, also the easiest to record. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sp Spacey didn't have any really extracurricular instrument instrumentation or anything did it it had a trumpet. Recall? just did a it? trumpet yeah a trumpet yeah in so fact who, uh, who was that that recorded the trumpet yeah who did the trumpet on that that was um better, better bust out that year two cd and look at the liner notes <laughs> yeah it it was it was a guy that played with phoenix on the fault line oh that's right yeah Oh, you know what? They called him the prospect. That's right. Cool. I, I can't remember his real name. <laughs> I, I always like, I always hear the horns when I'm playing keys live. I always hear those horns and, and I don't, I don't have oh, yeah. enough skills and hands and keyboards to like, you know, do a, do, do the trumpet on the keyboard at the same time as the piano. Um, but like, I, I always hear it. And, and in fact, like most of the time I'm like singing it out loud, like not into the microphone necessarily, but like, I was like singing the trumpet parts out loud. Um, uh, cause I, they're, they're ingrained, um, in my head. True. Uh, I'm actually the, the opposite of that. Whenever I hear the album version, the trumpet surprises me because I forget that it's there. Yeah. I'm so used to playing it live that when I hear it, yeah. it's, it almost sounds wrong. Like somebody's playing along with the, the CD or something. That's it sounds quite a bit different live for sure. I had fun with the, uh, with the lead guitar on this one. It was basically a takeoff of Obladi Oblada at the beginning. Yeah. That's right. I think, I think I remember, I remember you saying that and what to say in another interview that we, that we yeah. did, did. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a little counter melody thing during the chorus part that I always, was concerned I wouldn't be able to sing and play at the same time, but it, except for when you know, on the rare occasion I've forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is definitely a fun one because of all the breaks and everything, and then plus now live it's become kind of like a like a staple of like crowd participation between right. the hand claps and then me uh, when you guys are all switching instruments around, make, make, making everybody yell out "con" at the beginning, kind of gets gets people into it. Where did the hand claps come from? I don't remember, honestly. Are they on the album? 
Yeah, they are. Yeah. Are they on yeah. the album track? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened in the practice room. And like somebody just did it. No, you're on keys on that, right? Yeah, I mean, I usually yeah. do it live. I think it was. Jimmy, aren't you doing something too, or is it with sticks? Are you doing sticks? Yeah, I just like I, I just like I, I'll either if if I'm feeling feeling squirrely, I'll actually like move my sticks in my hands and actually clap. But most of the time, I'll just do like little shots on like the the, the rim of my snare. Yeah. So I'm always trying to clap into the microphone so somebody can hear it and then get my hands back down to, to <laughs> like one of the few songs where I'm using both hands on the keyboard. Like that doesn't happen very often, but that's one of the songs, right? So I got to get them back down in place and it's really, really hard. <laughs> I'd say I'm about like 70% for coming back down and hitting, hitting you know, right, the right spot after those claps. But I love doing those claps. Mm-hmm. It definitely adds to it, but plus it's it, like like I said, it is always nice, like looking out and seeing like like people in the crowd like doing the claps along with. Yeah, yeah, and, and there has been like evolution of the uh, of the shouting con. Like you know, <laughs> we always shout con, and then like at some point, one of us was it enough? Yeah, it, it was the, the uh, enough. He had enough. 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 I always look to see if like. I'm always worried I'm going to be the only one doing it. And I'm always relieved. And then I'm like, oh, no, everybody else did it. Okay, good. I don't look like a complete moron. You're not alone. For that. <laughs> the the best part is, like, when eventually the audience was also saying enough with us. Right. Yeah. Like, like, they've seen it and heard it so many times that they actually also do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like when that first started... I find, found it really irritating because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And I was just like, oh, man. Come it, on, guys. It threw Stop me it off. Guys. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, in the beginning, it threw me off. And now that I expect it to happen, I almost – it still makes me laugh now. But if it doesn't happen, I think something might be wrong. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Some, Who died? Somebody, somebody <laughs> fell down. <laughs> I felt that Probably way about like. the claps. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was playing the little lead line in there and suddenly there's clapping. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so I, I have the, the guy that did the trumpet. About time. Prospect? Yeah. His name is <laughs> the Chris, Chris the Prospect Taylor. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris Taylor. Yeah, and, uh, he, and he, he also did, did the trumpet on uh, the Squires, Squire Agalthos as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had him. Hey, come. hey! While we have you here, yeah. probably should have edited that into the earlier podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he came in to do a couple songs because we knew what we wanted, and he was—I uh, mean, he knocked it out in one session. We just, yeah. you know, he didn't have to come back. No. So he was—he he did a really good job. We were all happy with it, and it was—you know—we said, "Okay, this is—you know—we're going." It sounds like this, la la la, you know, and he's like, "Okay," and he did it perfectly, and. He's a professional. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. That the, 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 that band that he was in, Phoenix, Phoenix on the Fault Line. They were always just a very tight band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I have a memory of recording that I can let's talk about. Um, but it's really just as as most things involves Mike and I. <laughs> <laughs> Your private moments. Yeah, our private moments. We were 
we were there like recording. I think Mike was there and he was, I was recording the keys and, and uh, Mike was there. And I don't know, it wasn't quite like whatever I was laying down. Like, I don't know if I just wasn't, uh, hadn't fleshed it out far enough yet or just because it was album, I wanted to make it a little fuller, thicker, fancier. So I was, I was layering a bunch of different takes cause I was, you know, a very, very limited you know, piano player. So I kept, adding more stuff on to make it sound like I knew how to play piano better. And most of it is completely buried in the mix and, and nobody here. And we might've even like just turned some of the tracks off and, and wound up going simpler. I can't remember. Probably. But I remember at one point we, we were soloing all the piano parts. So we didn't hear anything else except for, I think like the piano parts and maybe the drums. I, I think it was a piano, bass and drums. Piano, bass, and drums, and it and it it sounded exactly like an '80s sitcom, like a theme song, <laughs> an 80s sitcom theme song, and it was, and we were like, "This is fantastic! <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna use this for something. It's gonna, you know." We were just like so pleased. And if you when when you add the vocals onto it, it sounds like it's like telling the story of this, of this like of this cheesy sitcom. Starring so, Khan. So what I'm hearing is that we'll soon be releasing the sitcom version of the song. <laughs> we'll have to dig uh, up those old mixes. Do we still have them somewhere? They're, I don't know. They're in your desk at school, I thought. They're in your drawer, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we'll put that on Patreon. If, 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 you can find, if you can find it, then we'll do it. If I can find we'll, it. We'll, we'll make a mix of it. Uh, this this is one of of the songs where I decided to get really creative with the bass line and come up with something that is really hard to play. And uh, your lead your lead guitar bass line, lead guitar <laughs> yes, the, the lead guitar bass line. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I recorded it for the album that way. And it's very like a lot of moving around and complicated stuff. And uh, I definitely had to dumb it down to play live because it, it just wears me out and I just get, you know, I just can't keep up with the song. So uh, when you, when you listen to the bass on the album, it's definitely m much more impressive than what I'm giving to you live. <laughs> that goes for every one of my. <laughs> well, every one of Noah's bass lines because he's well, not the well, one no. playing them on the album. <laughs> that was good to say. Except for no, except for year one and year two where I took it really seriously. <clears throat> yeah, you you were a little more Whenever, serious back then. I was. I really tried to come up with really great bass lines. Well, that's and, because they were all at your house. You yeah, just, you just had true. the recording equipment there, so you could just do it at your leisure. And I now you got to go all the way to Mike's house. No, I don't think I had a kid at the time, and I had no. a lot of a lot yeah. of time on my hands. And those were the days. Different, different time. <laughs> Bass lines of 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 of, of full convenience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be my solo album of just bass, <laughs> and that's what it'll be called. Baselines of uh, what you call it? Baselines of convenience. <laughs> of pure, pure convenience. <laughs> pure convenience. Uh, I also remember that during the verses on this, I think separately, Patrick and I both came up with similar parts that we play, 
on, oh, on the, the bass and the guitar. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. we we had no idea that each other were going to do that. And when we got together yeah. and we're running through it, like one of the first times we were both doing that, we were like, hey, wait a minute. But <laughs> 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 well, luckily, the, the parts, they're, they're not exactly the same, but they complement each other, which I thought was really cool. It was yeah. a, a nice unplanned uh, bonus to the song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we do that often. I, 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 I'll be on keys and I'll pick out a, a melody and I'll be playing it and I'll listen. I'm like, that sounds just like what Patrick's doing. <laughs> That's because you copy me all the time. <laughs> I'll like come in to record a guitar part, and I found out you did a backing vocal with the exact same part right before I got there. <laughs> well, you know, my goal is to always emulate your guitar parts. For my Thanks. <laughs> That's happened to me too, Patrick. Like I, I play a key part, and then it's like winds up being very similar to your lead guitar part yeah we just must have similar minds on what 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 a lead sort of was some, some kind of lead melody sounds like right and similar just, influences and you know you you have to fit it in a certain sort of frequency range in the song and yeah yeah you know certain things just lend themselves better to that so well and it's it's not just you know it's not just you patrick i, I find my you know every once in a while i'll just find myself putting something together that when we get all together and we're playing it, I'm just like, oh, what if I, one of us, one of us has done the same thing as the other. <laughs> and I don't know if it's spontaneous or if, you know, maybe we heard it or, and, and it just stuck. I, I don't know, but osmosis. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Might be a little subconscious at work there. Yeah. Well, I also think with it, with like playing to get playing with each other for so long, you tend to kind of pick up on the same cues mm -hmm. in songs a lot of times, and we'll just kind of work off of that. So, I mean, I've, I mean, I've definitely noticed it. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pretend like I, I know which chords are which just because of the by listening to it or anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I definitely notice you guys will wind up doing like a lot of progressions and things like that like when like just like playing off of each other though and this song is definitely rings true for that well you know mike you said that you discovered you were kind of playing the same thing but they went together they blended yeah. well yep. and that's i whenever i discover that i've done that i try to i try to keep it and 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 see if I can uh, if it does blend and or if, or if I can adjust it. So, it, I mean, I have had moments where I've had to completely redo parts because they're just too close and it doesn't sound good. But I like I kind of like it when you have two different people in the band and they come up with the same th thing, but they're different in such a way that they do blend together real nicely. I think that I don't know I don't know if that's speaks to you know how we've been playing you know how we played together for so long or if it's just coincidence but it's cool when it happens <laughs> i you know i always enjoy playing this song um i think when we play it at a stretch over across several shows for you know months on end um it gets a little monotonous for me because mm -hmm. uh, you know it, it's it's a it's not a it's it's a pretty mid song and and unlike things you know something like you know something else that like just rocks and, and keeps keeps moving this one isn't like that but every time we play it i always enjoy when we do the 
you know, the con shout outs or th- something like that, where the audience who's, who's there gets into it and shouts out mm-hmm. to, I think that's probably my favorite part of, of, uh, of doing this song. Most definitely. I mean, it's, it's especially, especially in like the bigger crowds, like when, like when we played this one in Vegas and just like the standalone song itself, I mean, that was phenomenal to hear like thousands of people just yelling con. Yeah. miss getting new content from five-year mission you should head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission and check out our patreon page as a patron of the band you will receive access to rare and behind the scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff you will also have early access to many things like video releases or new songs you can sign up for different levels from ensign all the way up to admiral one of the perks of being an admiral on five-year missions patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Rinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission. know them you love them they're fansets.com fansets your home for everything pop culture pin related from march 1st the new releases are star trek picard the broken pieces episodic pin with seven of nine front and center also they are continuing the women of trek series with kira narice from ds9 and deanna troy but let's take a minute from what i just saw on twitter for the first time fan danglers yeah it's a fun word to say but it's also an even more fun product you can actually take your fan sets pins and actually put this little fan dangler on them and put them on like a zipper your keychain or whatever you want to do i'm actually personally going to order probably about three or four fan danglers here myself mainly because i also just want to say the word fan danglers as many times as possible in this ad so head on over there fill up your cart with some fan danglers as well as some new stuff from fansets.com and also use the discount code five year mission that is the number five and then all caps year mission five year mission you'll get 10 percent off of your entire order fansets our pins have character and also fan danglers and we thank them for sponsoring our episodes every single time we get them on here on the Trick Geeks Network of Podcasts.
dressed up to welcome their guests. Had a big dinner to disguise on your quest. Spock asked all the questions while Kirk sat back and listened in. He'd had enough, Khan proceeded his plan. Tried to take over the ship, every woman and man. Threatened for their loyalty or else he'd do the captain in. seed yeah definitely um does anybody else have any memories that yeah final thoughts memories about the song pretty much covered it yeah i think we did yeah good job everyone yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sure that there's there's like a hundred more memories or things about it that, that we could come up with if we were given time but yeah and if, 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 if anybody does end up, end up having questions uh about this song in particular i mean feel right in uh send us a message on any of our social media email whatever and we'll do our best to make up some crap for you <laughs> <laughs> hey and watch for that alternate checkoff version as well as the sitcom version coming to a theater near you I think we should no all, all new lyrics, Chris, and have you have you sing all new lyrics to the sitcom version. All right. Well, there you we get, go. You give me that sitcom version, and I'll, I'll come up with something. 
So is this how you guys got started doing Charles in Charge all the time? <laughs> I don't know what that is. No, it was just Providence. We were already, our heads were already just in, in that zone. That uh, gotcha. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this next, this, this next, this newest episode <laughs> of what our little songs made of. Well, uh, we will see you guys uh, with another installment of this um, here pretty soon. Come. Bye, everybody. God. Oh, see, <laughs> you see what I did there? That was, that was clever. <laughs> That's how we end but the song. We may as well but, end the episode. The yeah, same I, way. I, un unfortunately, with Zoom, there's such a lag that that all of us wouldn't be able to shout it together. What? Oh, but let's do it. You ready? One, one, two, three. Come, come on! on! Thank you for listening to this episode of Fiverr Mission Podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Five Year Mission, the podcast is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive Producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.